This is the Acting Up Podcast with your host, Allie Goodman. Podcast, a backstage pass to the life of a professional working actor and mom raising a kid with special needs. This week, there is so much to talk about because with the interview last week, I really didn't go into many details of what's been going on in this house lately. So one of the major things that we started with Jackson was a five-day integrated listening process. So this is actually something we're not administering. It was going through his OT. She had done a, I want to say a conference or a class where she learned about the vagus nerve and how it affects the rest of the body and the nervous system. And the results supposedly, supposedly, are going to work over time. So you do this sort of five day, one hour a day for five days listening. uh, And I'll explain a little bit more about the process in a minute. But once you go through that whole series, what's supposed to happen is the vagus nerve is supposed to get activated and help the nervous system either calm down or cause better focus. So some of the results have been that kids have become better listeners or they're able to process in their brain a little bit better questions that are more appropriate for the time that were some of the results that we had heard Um, or maybe they're slightly calmer so there's lots of different ways that this can work in the positive as far as the negative goes I didn't really ask those questions because I figured it's literally sitting for an hour and listening on headphones there's no I mean, it's nothing invasive. So I thought, okay, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? (laughs) So so let me tell you how our results have been. I also want to say that uh, there's something to keep in mind. This sounds a little woo. And honestly, I I don't really remember the the full name of this particular program. There's a bunch of them out there. But I do know it's integrated listening. If you look that up and Google it, you'll find some more information. And if I get the actual name, I'll post it in the show notes. on Podbean, you can find it or on iTunes when you're looking through it. So I'll do my best to get all that info. Uh, but as far as the idea behind it, you can totally find this information because I found a bunch of articles that were talking about it. Um, and again, it sounds a little woo. We're not very woo, but we're also not against anything that's not invasive or hurtful. Like I am not about to give my autistic child, I don't know, bleach. Yeah, that's a new idea that is going around to give bleach to your autistic child to help them to rid them of heavy metal toxins yeah don't even don't even go there Mm -hmm. so there's lots of different uh cray cray stuff out there that uh, I might get into in another episode when I gather more info I don't really want to go into it because I'll tell you being on some of these mom's groups it's some scary stuff and I'm using mom group as a in scare quotes because it's not just the moms let me tell you it is the dads too it is the uncles and the grandpas and the brothers I'm not kidding when I tell you that some of the stuff that comes out of these people's mouths scares me for the future of our country so back to the integrated listening again it's not invasive we were willing to try it it was all going through his OT I figured this was worth it so essentially what they do is I apparently they have a, a kids program and they have an adult program with the kids program what they do is they put 
headphones on and for an hour they have to sort of sit and listen to music and for the most part I believe it's Disney music and from what I understand some of the rhythms are different or some of the ways that they the frequencies that they do them on are different and that's what's sort of affecting or messing with the vagus nerve so it's supposed to all work together and in some brilliant way change the I don't know if it's the chemistry or change the waves or however the vagus nerve is responding to things. I'm I'm really not well-versed on all of the anatomy of it, but I can tell you that this is the idea behind it. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, sitting for an hour is very hard for Jackson. I mean, just very hard. And sitting for an hour and not talking is even harder. So we learned after day two that the easiest way to get him to sit there for a while is to eat. And apparently that's allowed. So we would bring him an entire meal and he would sit for the hour and he would eat his dinner or his lunch. That worked really well and seemed to keep him on track for the program so that we, you know, knew we would get through it properly. Uh, the idea behind it, I was like, well, what's the maintenance on this? Do we have to take him home and then have this program and have him listen to it? And she's like, no, no, lots of times people just do it once and then it just, it does its changes and then you see how it goes. You can repeat it in six months. I think that's the earliest that they recommend because the idea is that you'll start to see changes happening over time. It's not just immediate responses. It's like the body's responding over time and seeing differences happening she says like within six weeks you should see something so okay let's 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 play it out let's see what happens so this is interesting though so with Jackson because he has the comorbidity of ADHD plus the autism and we don't know where some of the behaviors are coming from if they're ADHD related or they're autism related sometimes it's it's impossible to tell and even when you calm down the ADHD with medicine it doesn't always make a, dif a difference so the integrated listening actually has done something to Jackson and activated him in a very <laughs> in a very wired way he's usually a very like very attentive interested in work interested in speech interested in doing everything when we brought him in for therapy yesterday it was like he was just not here like I don't know he was hyperactive he couldn't sit still I mean his OT was trying so hard to get him to just calm down she said she got him about 80% there but it wasn't sticking like he couldn't stay calm and the minute he walked out of her room he was back in his mess if you will so I had uh, sent our developmental pediatrician a, a, a email because we'd been sort of going back and forth about medication and what we should do as far as his next steps because we trial you trial medication and you see how it works. And I we, originally he had said that eventually Jackson was going to take this ADHD med in the morning and in the afternoon. And so when we went for his assessment, the doctor that we saw there, because our developmental pediatrician is not in network, so we pay out of pocket. So it was way too cost prohibitive to actually get that testing done through him. So we went through another neuropsych in network he said here's my recommendation and he said and I'll send that along I do believe that you need to be increasing probably this medication because it seems like it's maybe doing a little bit but it's not doing enough so uh, I had sent a message to the developmental pediatrician sort of bringing up that we're having night issues again and that we're having you know sleep issues and that he's been more wired and what do we do and 
should we start the afternoon medication? And that we were running out of his ADHD meds. So he's usually really responsive. So I was kind of shocked that he didn't actually write me back. But I got a call from Walgreens saying that we had a prescription ready. And I was like, well, he must have called in the prescription. So maybe he's formulating a response. I don't know. Anyway, long story short, I was like, fine, I'm just going to take it upon myself. We've had this medication for long enough. It's clearly not giving him any negative side effects. I'm going to give it to him in the afternoon and let's see what happens. So I did that. And he, he was like a different child. In like, I don't think I noticed it as much in the morning. But in the afternoon, when I gave it to him, he went into therapy, they were like, he was like a different kid. He was calm and he was focused and he was able to listen and he was responding and he was just, it was almost like everything kind of buzzed, the buzz kind of chilled in him. And I thought, well, hey, okay, we must be on the right track here. So today I'm actually going to give it to him just a little bit later because what I noticed was once it was out of his system, it was like he couldn't he couldn't he like couldn't handle the world the world came at him too fast so I don't know enough about medication to know what happens when it leaves your system if like that just opens the door for more intense responses because you've been so used to it not being gone and then it's it's sort of like pain meds when when all of a sudden you're no longer pain meds you feel that pain intensely I don't know I don't know. I got to talk to the doctors about this a little bit more directly. But man, I saw like he it was almost like he flipped a switch. He went from being this kid who could like sit and be calm and was having a good day to all of a sudden he just it was like you could see he couldn't calm his body down in any way, shape or form. And it seemed more intense, I think, because again, when it leaves the system, there's nothing there. There's like no buffer at all. And it's not like he spent all day in that zone. So things like go up and down it's like it's just gone so I don't know what we're gonna do uh but I'm gonna try to giving it to him just slightly later today and see how it how it resonates in his body so I'll I'll let you know how it all goes I also think that maybe he needs a more long lasting longer acting uh medication because I think this one only is supposed to last about four hours in the body and I think in Jackson he metabolizes it even faster I think it's gone in three hours I think it's literally out of his system in three hours so I need to talk to the doctor about that. And I will. Flipping the switch, Jordan actually got another assessment in EI. And I wanted to give you a heads up on all of this. So here's the thing. I've talked about this a little bit. There's nothing like a parent who has a child who has been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder who doesn't then have another child and spend basically their entire time staring at that child to see how they are developing. Like, I try to be zen about it. I try to let it just be easy and let him just do his thing and be his own kid. And I mean, I to some degree, I do that. I mean, I think I've been pretty good, but I watch him like a hawk and I make sure that every little bit of development is within whatever is considered a standard. And not because I'm horrified by the idea of having another child who's on the spectrum clearly not it's more I don't want this child to fall through the cracks Jackson fell through the cracks I saw things in Jackson and everybody poo-pooed me and told me it was nothing that it was just sensory and the funny thing is they're telling me the same thing with Jordan now I will say that Jordan is developing 
differently than Jackson. I see engagement and interaction in Jordan that I don't remember in Jackson. So I think there is something to be said about that. He engages with things in a way that Jackson didn't. He plays with toys in a way that Jackson did not. He's uh, curious. Jackson was always curious. That part was never there. Jackson also had a social smile, which what, which I think he seemed like a kid that would smile at you, but it wasn't – he didn't seek out your smile. He would just react to you engaging him in some way, whereas Jordan comes and seeks us out. He comes to get our reaction to things. He waves at me. He tries to get my attention, and I don't really remember that much in Jackson other than he would sort of like sometimes – and this was later on. He would cock his head to the side to try to like get me to look at him. That used to happen. And again, that is an I want your attention engagement. It's just not as forward, you know, uh, salesman-y, you <laughs> well, <laughs> Like they always say that kids are great uh, salesmen because they, they don't take no for an answer. Like Jordan won't take no for an answer. Like, you know, if I'm busy doing something, he will he will make himself known until I pay attention. I think Jackson, he would kind of try, and but it wasn't really this big need for me to be – engaged with him whereas Jordan I think he will play by independently very nicely but then when he wants my attention he will let me know so uh that's interesting but Jordan does have things that Jackson didn't have as far as development he's able to use a straw I mean Jackson didn't do that until he was three and he's able to eat things in a way that Jackson really couldn't even though he said a few feeding things nothing terribly scary but like he tends to overstuff his mouth. I think he needs more oral interest. But Jackson used to do the overstuffing his mouth thing. He, It's almost like he couldn't feel that there was food in there or enough food in there. But Jordan would pocket food. So there's like different things that are the same but different. Uh, so I was definitely watchful of all of these things from the get-go. Jordan can't – will, I think – he tries to take the toothbrush from my hand like he wants to move it in his mouth and things like that. Jack Jackson didn't have any interest in any of that for a long time. Um, Jordan is his finger feeding. Jackson couldn't do that at this age. So there's there's definitely things like that. I don't remember Jackson waving. I do remember Jackson saying hi at this age. So that's not weird. Jordan is babbling like crazy, like trying to communicate all these different sounds and words, but I don't understand them. Uh but you can see he's clearly trying to have a conversation. So I don't remember that with Jackson. Jackson would pick out a couple of words here and there and he would, you know, try to say them. But he wasn't really into mimicking and doing any of that. So yet they do have similarities. So Jordan, both Jordan and Jackson did this rocking thing that we get on all fours and J Jordan will go, ah, and he'll just rock back and forth on his, uh, uh, you know, as, as if he's about to crawl but doesn't. And Jackson did that. And a uh, little bit of head banging, that, that was something Jackson did. Jordan does that in, when he's super tired and he's in his crib. I can see him just sort of like hitting his head against the mattress because he's just trying to go to sleep. That's a self-soothing sensory thing. Jackson did that too. To some degree, Jackson still kind of does the rocking thing. I see him do it even now. Um, I paddle my feet. We all have sort of our own sensory things that we do. So that's like not weird, but it's oftentimes a red flag. So, you know, I was on that immediately Jordan still doesn't point pointing is a, a milestone thing that's a developmental thing for communication I haven't seen that um I guess he's doing like the full hand gesture but not with that full like I point you know I point to something I look at you 
and then I look back at the thing. He's not really doing that. He is looking at me. Like if he sees something that he is enjoying, like himself in the mirror, he'll look himself in the mirror, he'll be very excited, and then he'll look at me, and then he'll look back. So I've seen that. That joint attention is there. So, yeah, it's very it, – it can be anxiety-inducing for realsies. And I'm trying to keep calm about it all, but I'm also not sitting back. I'm just not. Uh, if they here's the thing about EI is I've said I said I think in the one of the very few episode very first few episodes of this whole podcast I have no problem with getting the state to come and do an eval because here's the deal if they don't think that he's delayed they're not going to give him services so we I, I, there's nothing wrong with getting the evaluation here are the things they see that are a problem I want to see somebody who knows how to evaluate him and if they think that he deserves the you know, the services, then you give them to him. You need to have a 30% delay. Fine. We hit the criteria. We go once a week. Or, you know, they come over once a week and we get this taken care of, at least until he ages out at three. So he's been in EI with PT because he wasn't rolling over and he wasn't crawling. And it was because his pelvis was stuck. And when I say stuck, it's like not like he didn't have to have surgery or anything like that. It's just his body wasn't gross motor skills were not doing what they needed to do probably because something in utero probably the way that he was torqued in my body who knows who knows but he wasn't moving his body right he wasn't using his core he was low tone and he wasn't making it happen so hey get him the help get him the work they do it cool now we had a so we had an eval for speech which she recommended she said you know he's just enough delayed He's at like 31%. But because he's already in the system, we knew that it wouldn't be a problem. Because why not get him the help now, right? So that. And then they did an eval for OT. Well, no, that's not true. We did an eval for developmental. And in the developmental evaluation, she said, I don't think he needs developmental. He doesn't need DT, which is what Jackson had. He actually really just needs OT. So Jackson, when he was in EI, he had developmental therapy, DT. He had occupational therapy, OT. And he had speech therapy. So... Jordan needs OT, PT, and speech therapy. So uh, it's funny enough that Jackson is now getting uh, uh, physical therapy because he clearly needed that, but nobody saw that, and he didn't even get an eval for that because the kid was up and running and walking so quickly. Once he started walking, he started running, but what nobody noticed is that he wasn't using his body right. So then this is so common. PT because usually the reason that people call for PT is because kids are not they're not doing they're not walking they're not crawling they're not rolling over they're not doing the things that say Jordan was doing which are much more big red flags of like oh what's going on here why isn't this happening what's happening to their body blah 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 yeah in Jackson's case he for sure actually did need PT but we didn't know that until he was already in getting OT and getting ABA therapy so we didn't realize any of that until then but thank goodness we now have it. And so we are now just waiting to start. We need to find – so the person who does the eval doesn't always end up picking up the family to do uh, the the actual ongoing therapy. So now they have to find somebody in your area to provide the therapy. So we're waiting for somebody to do speech, and uh, we need somebody to come in and do an OT eval directly so that we can then get somebody to do OT. So it's just become this like, it always takes time, you know, because, uh, and the thing is that time runs out because he's almost 15 months. He's almost a year and a half. So 
we need to get this going so that he gets a good year and a half of time with these once a week people that are going to help him. Because they all said that the quicker you get him in, the faster we get him going, the better he's going to be as far as getting, you know, using his brain in the right way and getting him to learn these skills and get past any of these, you know, issues that maybe he's having. I noticed with Jordan, John and I both saw this. John John pointed it out, but it was something that I had seen but didn't know how to articulate. So I give him the credit for being able to articulate this. When Jordan tries to talk, he kind of has his tongue stuck to the roof of his mouth. This is just an example. Like that's what it sounds like. And it's because he just won't move his tongue. So we need to do something strategy-wise to get that to start moving. He needs to start moving his tongue. Uh, One of the things that we notice is that he's super orally fixated. He puts everything in his mouth. Now, granted, some of that is teething, but I think some of that is just because he's trying to get input, sensory input into his mouth. So they said, hey, you could get him a baby electric toothbrush. That will help, like, give him that buzz and and that feeling to sort of activate those muscles who would have thought that's great right and then we had gotten jackson something called a z-vibe because jackson had a grinding issue has had a grinding issue for many years and therefore his uh one of the things that we thought the same thing was get him a chewy and get him a z-vibe well he hated the chewy the z-vibe he tolerated which is basically the feeling of an electric toothbrush without actually being an electric toothbrush so it works very specifically the same way it just it turns on and it buzzes in your mouth it's like a vibrating thing Um, imagine going to the dentist when you go to the dentist and you get your tooth polished it's that same sort of like motorized buzzy thing and it moves so you feel it in your mouth as it moves you know very subtly but it's there so they said start using that on jordan so i'm like great so i started doing that i mean had it already in the house isn't that nice (laughs) yay so those are things that we're working on other things like when jordan starts to get really he, he usually does the rocking thing when he's tired frustrated or excited so they said lots of times when he's doing that it's because he's trying to get input into his body because he's, if he's frustrated about something that's a way to kind of self-soothe the frustration so they said that we can help out by picking him up and sort of tossing him around giving him deep squeezes on his arms um, sort of shaking his hips a little bit and giving him that input because as soon as you start to do that he completely relaxes his body and that rocking stops so clearly he is trying to get some kind of input sensory wise so we can kind of help him with that so those are just examples of things that I would not have known to do without help without that kind of you know ongoing tips and therapy and whatnot and then every week the whole idea is that he's just going to start getting better and better and better so yeah and and when I say better I just mean not you know navigating these things I mean the thing with I mean Jordan went from basically having his pelvis stuck to being able to now take independent steps today he took 12 steps independently it was amazing and one and in between he took like six and then he kind of looked like he was going to lose his balance he kind of went down touched the floor with his hand but then pulled himself back up and then started walking the last six steps so he's clearly so close to just making this happen but in his in his the PT was telling us, Sarah, that his biggest problem is weight shifting. So one of the reasons it's not even balance really because he can balance because he can pull himself up to standing from the middle of the room, which is a pretty good indicator of having some balance. It's the rotation of his body and the, sh- the weight shift. He just hasn't figured it out yet, 100%. So he gets unsteady and then he goes, well, I can, I can do this better as crawling. So I do. 
So that's kind of where we're at as far as the whole Jordan EI situation. We're waiting for an OT eval, which will then, you know, turn into an OT weekly visit, like it will turn into a speech weekly visit, and then we'll hopefully see some great things. Funny fact, Jordan says Dada like a champ. He's never intentionally looked at me and said Mama or Mommy. Can I tell you how heartbreaking that is? That was the one thing that I really wanted Jackson to do. And I mean, Jackson now does it. Jackson calls me Mommy. Um, But with Jackson, it's almost a rote thing. He doesn't call me mommy like just to say something sporadically or spontaneous to me so it's done in a way how to explain this so he's learned that if you want something the structure of saying it is like mommy can I have an orange mommy can I have banana or I need help you know like he doesn't he won't say it the way you think a child would call for their mom or their dad so it's not like like mommy you know mommy come here or any of that like there's no spontaneous like calling me out or having a what would be considered like a spontaneous random conversation that doesn't happen it's very almost canned responses is how I would put it conversations with Jackson are very yes no Um, he will respond yes or no Uh, he won't elaborate with you uh, unless it's something that he's heard you say so he'll he will sometimes repeat what you say to give the descriptor but he can't pull it out of his mouth out of his brain to get it out of his mouth of what he actually wants unless you almost kind of it's kind of like a guessing game you kind of have to guess it or it's something he already knew how to say so I don't get a random like looking at me and just acknowledging that I'm his mommy I don't get that like I'll say I love you Jackson he'll say I love you mommy like that's how he says it but it's not like mommy I love you or mommy will you stay with me or mommy can we do this that or the other I know I've never heard that from my child so I (laughs) you kind of think to yourself well okay we'll have another one maybe maybe he'll do it and it's just ironic that he has just never said mommy to me or mama or anything of the sort to be very intentional yet he will do that with John he will call him dada he'll look right at him and he'll be like dada and he'll put his arms up and I just for me, he says, Atta. I don't know what that means. But he also uses that to, to call, to, he calls his uh, little cow that he has that we, we, we named Sassy. He calls Sassy cow Atta. But Atta. So me and the cow, we are both named Atta. Yeah. Yeah, feeling real good about myself right now. <laughs> Okay, so there you go. That's pretty much it for uh, this episode. I know it's really more informational and kind of more just a recap of what was happening in life right now. Uh, Acting-wise, it's been a lot of uh, auditions, which has been great. Um, Voiceover stuff and some uh, on-camera stuff, which has been fun. It's – I see that I'm getting the itch to get back on stage again and get some work – done that way so I think I will I think I'm going to be I talked about this before but I think that as Jordan gets a little bit older and Jackson gets into school again and we have more regular schedule and I can hopefully find some kind of a babysitter for Jordan here and there just as randomness um, I may start trying to go uh, I may I may join equity and start going down to those 
equity calls because I think I think I need to do it. I think I just need to bite the bullet and get going. Uh, I also have some fun other things on the horizon. So I will let you know when those things sort of emerge. Um, I'm trying not to overbook myself with projects because I tend to do that and then I burn out and then it's not great. So I'm doing some self-care. I've got some doctor's appointments in the works. I've got some good things that I'm focusing on and I'm really just trying to get myself back to a routine. It's been a long year and almost a half (laughs) and uh, I feel like I'm just kind of getting a routine back in so yeah I think it'll happen it's just a it's a matter of time it's just a matter of time so if you would like to share this episode and share it with all of the friends that you think that need to hear it which I know you have many (laughs) uh, you can always find us on iTunes and Podbean and on Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play, I mean, pretty much anywhere you get a podcast, you can find us. If you want to go to actinguppodcast.com, you will emerge on my Podbean page, which you can follow me there too. That's totally fine. If you would like to follow me on Instagram and Facebook, I recommend you do. Uh, that's Allie Real to Real, Allie, A-L-I-R-E-A-L-T-O-R-E-E-L. That's for both of those pages on both of those sites. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, I am a lot more political on Twitter. So if you don't like politics, yeah, I would say maybe stay off of Twitter anyway. Um, at Allie underscore Goodman. Uh, although it's not like my politics are any different on, on any channel. It's just I tend to talk more politics on Twitter, probably because John's on there. And therefore, a lot of stuff that I'll retweet or talk about is based off of things that I've seen him post so because I'm not a big Twitter person so yeah just as a heads up into our life and then support your local actors and people doing amazing projects uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on and a lot of people that could use your support so throw some help their way uh, one of these days maybe I'll be one of them but right now I'm trying with all the little bit of you know sh- chump change that I can pull together from the couch cushions I'm trying to throw money at some of these great projects that I see going on right now there's some good stuff happening so support your local filmmakers and uh, theaters and artists because we are certainly not getting help from our current administration and we can use your help friends this is a journey okay this is all a journey and I am kind of I've basically taken this whole podcast and I'm throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks. I did put up a post on Twitter yesterday to ask how you're liking these interviews that I've started to do. And I got an overwhelming response of everybody really likes the interviews. So in the meantime, so that I don't miss a a week with you, I will continue to do the interviews. But just so that you know, there will be solo casts for a while at least as well so that you don't go a week without me having you getting to hear me in your podcast box I don't you know or however you get your podcast consume your podcasts if you will so yeah I will do my best to get as many more interviews started I have a lot of people that I would like to interview we just have to do scheduling scheduling is the key so that's my story and I'll stick into it and I hope everybody's having a good summer stay cool and remember Just take it one day at a time, one minute at a time, sometimes one second at a time. Just hang in there, friends. We're all in this together. 